Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. So why Doug Peterson? He's a man who's accomplished a lot. Top offensive coordinator, experienced head coach, uh, won three division titles in five years, a man who just four years ago won the Super Bowl. And he did it for Philadelphia Eagles, a city very much like Jacksonville uh, was looking for their first championship. A man who creates a culture they'll thrive in, and a leader who commands respect and inspires those around him. Man, y'all get off of T-Low. <laughs> we wanted someone who knows exactly what it is to be the last team standing in February and is passionate about doing it and doing it again. That man is Doug Peterson. This is not an overnight fix. This is not, you know, we're just going to snap our fingers and start winning football games. Wentz takes a knee. They'll get it to under 40 seconds, and they'll take one more. And the Jags will start 0-1. The Texans have won it 13-6 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Christian Kirk is tackled at the half-yard line, and the Giants survive. Our goal is to win football games, but we're going to do it one player, one coach, one person in the organization at a time. To our players... My sole focus, starting from the minute that I was hired, is, is, to, is to really help them to be their best. Help our team win football games. Puts it down. Patterson's kick is up. The field goal is good! 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 The Jaguars have won it! The Jaguars have won it! They have come back from 27 nothing. To win the game! To our fans, listen. I know you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot, even this past season. But that's about to change. And and I can promise you that I'm going to come to work every single day with the diligent task to make this a winning organization. And it's our jobs as coaches to put our players in position to be to be successful, to develop their talent, one player at a time one unit at a time, and that's how you win football games in the National Football League. And that's why I'm excited, and that's what drew me to the Jacksonville Jaguars, to be able to sit down, to interview with these two gentlemen, and now have the opportunity to lead this organization. XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars Today with your host Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, Mike DeRocco, and E to the T. All right, good morning everybody. Happy Thursday as we're just two days away from the Jags in the AFC Divisional Round versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mike Dempsey, Fat Tony, DeRock, and E.T. here with you. What's up, Tony? What's going on? Yeah. Uh, I'm just checking out. I know I've seen that Jaguar shirt lately, have mm-hmm. I? I don't know. I mean, I own it. I don't know, I know when you the last it. time I wore it I just it haven't was. seen you wear it lately. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it's a long sleeve shirt, so I'm generally only going to wear I wear this one, one probably every two weeks. So, yeah. 
you have seen this uh, 1010XL black polo. <laughs> That's in the starting rotation. Yes. Uh, it's, you know, I, yeah. Um, and I'm a fat boy right now, so you got to be careful what you wear when you're a fat boy. <laughs> Too black, they tell me, is slimming, D-Rock. I don't know. Uh, Most of my uh, attire is black. Well, you know, um, I I need what I need is black clothes that are two or three sizes bigger than they currently (laughs) are. But uh, how how's your week so far? Uh, Busy. Yeah. Busy. Love being busy this time of year. As well, let me rephrase that. Love being busy this time of year, not covering a coaching search. Three weeks into the coaching search, D-Rock, why can't we find a head coach for this football team? Is the GM going to get fired? Right. And then I say, no, the GM's not going to get fired, and everybody gets mad at me. If we don't get Leftwich Adrian Wilson, I'm walking. Okay, I am walking. And uh, no, the GM did not get fired. And no, the GM's not even going to be up for discussion to be fired. The GM will be front and center in the Super Bowl parade. Uh, absolutely. As he should. Right? It'll be on the the main float. Right. <laughs> Shod, Doug, Trent. Bulky, yeah. Of course he would be. You know, and, and maybe, I don't know, 20 or 30 of your favorite Jacksonville Jaguar <laughs> players will be front and center as well. All right. Uh, E.T. Yeah. How are things? Hey, you know, it's, I mean, here's jump day, Friday, Junior. What do I hear about this television stuff going on with you? I'm doing a little TV hit, you know what I'm saying? Something like nothing special, a little razzle-dazzle. Just something like nothing special, a little razzle-dazzle. All right. <laughs> a little Salt Bay on your, uh, in your sports broadcasting career. Right there. You, you better hope there's no shine there, pal. But we'll make sure the noggin ain't shined up like somebody <laughs> else I know. Yeah, well, probably me. Uh, D-Rock, uh, I haven't seen you. Have you been on uh, sports? I haven't watched a ton of Sports Center this week, wow, I'll be honest with you. very hurtful. Well, you know, because every time I turn it on, it's somebody not you doing a report well, on a team. That's probably why this show is still on the air as long <laughs> as it has been. Have you been doing uh, a, a decent amount of TV hits this week? Uh, yeah, I had one yesterday, and um, – had a live shot uh, last week, I think, or the week before on the Bet Show. And uh, what are you showing the shiny picture? You're oh, just, my. Good night. Be- do I look orange in that or not? You do look orange in that. I look like an Oompa Loompa, for God's sake. You, you kind of do look like an Oompa Loompa. Uh, <laughs> a circus peanut. Settings, yeah, a yeah. circus Something peanut. Like that. Like yeah. That. You're like a circus peanut in those candies. Come on, Tony. Don't be that bad. Seriously, right? <laughs> I mean... You know, you're like one of these people that thinks it makes them look younger. I've to, seen it, E. I don't need to see it again. Tan in the can for D Rock, right there. You must have put a filter on that. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm doing uh, not necessarily live shots, but I've had uh, several videos. Like I was on, uh, we do like a like an uh, around the huddle type of thing or inside the huddle type of thing where there's like four, five, six of us where we do like 30 second reports and they. Run them on Friday, Sports Center, and Saturday AM Sports Center. So I've done a bunch of that, but uh, live hit yesterday, and just awesome that E happened to be watching at the the exact <laughs> moment to catch the shine uh, off the dome there. I'm so. a fan, yeah. You know, uh, good for him and recording. Apparently, yeah, you just whipped out the camera, yeah, it's and uh, great job, E. Put it on you right there. That's a big thing now. People filming their television and putting it out there like we don't have televisions. As well, <laughs> you know, like, hey, here, see, this is what I saw on my television when I was watching it, just like you all were. Uh, Josh Allen got uh, credited for a sack in the Tennessee game that should have been a sack been in the first the, place. Uh, Immediately, I mean, when you force a fumble from the quarterback in the pocket, you have thus sacked the quarterback. Yes, you and have. the fact that he recovered his own fumble has no bearing on whether you sacked him or not, right? Correct. I mean, because you could sack a guy, like tackle him to the ground, the ball could bounce loose, and theoretically, if he gets up and picks it up, play's still live. 
and you still have a sack. Right. On he the can play. actually run for a touchdown on a play you sacked him. Correct. Right. It doesn't mean that the play is over with a sack necessarily, as we know, right? So uh, Josh Allen gets retroactively I'm credited take with a sack. Weeks. Usually, well, stack corrections usually come out on Thursday. Right. right. And this is, right, like an extra week. Did they forget to announce it? Did they not bother to look? Who knows? I mean, it's not. A big deal, except to Josh Allen, maybe. I don't know, you know, um, you talk about incentives and things like that. Uh, but he finished the season, regular season, continuing season. Season's not finished yet. Uh, you know, a pretty strong fashion uh, in terms of the pass rush. You're going to need it, I would think, this week. They got to do something to disrupt this passing game, D-Rock. Uh, they had the Jags, an interception from Holmes. They recovered two fumbles in the game, got an onside kick. And lost that game by 10 points with all those things going in their favor. And and was were two for two on fourth downs. Mahomes threw for like 330, and they had about 500 yards of offense and still only lost by 10 and only gave up 27. So very, very weird game when you look at the numbers uh, that week uh, 10 matchup with the Chiefs. Yeah, the Chiefs were something like, was it 7 of 10 on third down? Seven of ten, eight of ten, maybe. I it forget. was an ungodly number. Yeah, right? like it was crazy how efficient they were on offense when they weren't turning the ball over. Right, right. and then you had Kadarius <laughs> Tony hopping for a touchdown on one leg uh, in that game. He's been that playing. Was, uh, he's been coming on a little bit too. Yeah, that's uh, such a weird game. Really, really weird game. And it was after that game that Doug Peterson said, "You know, I've got this crystal ball that says if we do everything that we're supposed to do." Week 18 is going to come down. The division is going to come down to week 18, and we're going to be in it and have a chance to win it. Everything is still within our control, right. our grasp. All of our goals are still out there, and they are as one of only eight teams still remaining in the postseason. Oh, we got exactly 400 votes at the moment on uh, today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate. Let me give you yesterday's. Uh, we asked you, where are you going to watch this weekend's game, uh, at home or at a friend's? Uh, Drawing 78.5%, so that's the overwhelming choice. About 10% of you say you're going to go to a sports bar. Uh, 6% said TIAA Bank Field, if possible. I presume that means you will take advantage of Daly's place this weekend, which right. uh, they will have a watch party for the Jags. Uh, the uh, parking lots J and P are going to open at 3 o'clock. Parking is free, and you'll enter Gate 1 at Daly, of Daly's place uh, at 3.30. So you can park at 3 Gates open at 3.30, game kicks off at 4.30, and uh, you do have to reserve your ticket online. Tickets are free, but you have to go and reserve your ticket online. So, you know, you can go to Jaguars.com. Are they only the, giving away 5,500, or are they just letting however many come in? I, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. But, uh, you know what, don't wait and find out, obviously, right? right? If, you, if you think you're going to go, get your ticket reserved now or tickets, however many you think you're going to need. Uh, the Roar, Jackson DeVille, the D-Line – and uh, Jaguar alumni are going to be present. So you see some uh, players from the past. Uh, there's going to be, a, what I'm told, exclusive Jaguar playoff merchandise available uh, for purchase from Fanatics, chance to win autograph merchandise and fan activities and all that good so stuff. The league used to have rule where you couldn't do that. You could not show the game at your stadium, a road game or whatever at your Does stadium. Does this count as your stadium? Uh, yes. Does yeah, because it's right there. But they've okay. the, the lead. The the rule is now gone, so you can do this now. So I understand, um, but, but that would count as definitely as your stadium. Yeah, it's, if mean, you're doing it. People yeah, don't the sit the in there on game day. Doing, well, but you're the Jags. You're doing it. I don't think you could. You okay. could do that. Well, the rule said you couldn't do that before. But what if you, you, know, what if you threw glad, a sheet up over one of the fences on the practice field and you got a, 
a projector, a projection screen. You could probably try that, yeah. Um, All I know is if you run afoul of the NFL rule-wise that costs money, then you pay dearly. So, but now, like I said, there's no rule now, so or it, that rule is gone. So, good for the Jacks for doing this. And what was the I don't what was the point of the rule? Well, what is the point of most of the NFL's rules on some of those those kind of things? Do like as the blackout we say. Rule. I mean, well, I the guess blackout rule. I, I understood why they were trying to force people to go to games. Yeah, well, how'd that work out? It didn't. But that's it, I mean, my point. <laughs> okay, but there was a clear. Eventually, it didn't. I bet it worked for a while until people were like, "Screw this." I mean, they had it in place for years and years and Long years time. and years, yeah. right? So, anyway, that's I'm so glad we don't have to talk about those kind of issues anymore, <laughs> right? I mean, and and let's hope. I mean, for my own sake, I just want to – this atmosphere, you're not going to be able to match the intensity of week 18 in the first round of the playoffs every single week. But can we, you know, have some capacity action uh, for the Jacksonville Jaguars at TIA Bank Field uh, next year? I certainly hope that's the case. Uh, the League did announce, of course, the Jags will be playing a game in Wembley. No surprise. Next year, the Chiefs are playing a game in Germany. Yep. So you presume that's not going to be the game that the Jags lose, right? Because the Chiefs are not going to play in Europe twice next Correct. year. And Buffalo's playing a game in London. So that game won't be the one that's going um, over Is that there. a home I, game, too? That's a home game for Buffalo, yeah. Buffalo, Tennessee. That, no, that's a, right. That's a, but do the Jags have a home game with Buffalo I next year? I forget if it was home or road. I but think, Buffalo, Tennessee, road. and Jacksonville in England, Kansas City and New England hosting games. Yeah, so if you're the Germany. Jags, you know, probably not the Ravens game because they played there not too long ago. You don't want to lose the, chi- the, the Chiefs or the Niners, so maybe the Falcons, Panthers, probably the most likely two unless – you know, I don't know that you take Houston over there because that game happened not too long ago as well. So, I mean, who knows? But if I were betting, I'd think it would be the Falcons or the it's Panthers. The I Bing- hope so. It's the Bengals game here yes. or um, on the road? Bengals, game Bengals game's here. here. I, I don't think you want to lose that game either. I don't think you want to, but. Um, yeah, uh, Trevor's revenge against Joe Burrow. Didn't go well <laughs> for him the first time. Let's be honest. Went worse for Herb. <laughs> yes. What do you? Urban went in, worse for Herb that game in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Oh no, no, I'm ta- I was thinking more the collegiate match. Oh, oh, not, oh, 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 the it LSU. would buy, You know, okay, the other okay, one was okay, close. I, I was that. thinking the national championship <laughs> my bad, rematch. My bad. That's where, all right. I was like, how did Ohio State, State get in the mix okay, with this so whole I was like situation? You know what he was saying though. It did go worse for Herb. I would agree with you. And may have went better for about twelve hours until social media caught up with the evening. But whatever. Not our concern anymore. All right, uh, today let's hear from uh, the coordinators press. Taylor, Mike Caldwell both spoke yesterday. Mike Caldwell uh, has a quote that's making the rounds uh, comparing Trevor Lawrence to. Uh, I'm uh, not comparing him right, to, not, to not Tom Not saying he's Brady, this guy, but he's, Tom Brady, yeah. he's our version of that, a guy you can count on. So we'll get into that. If you want to be a part of the program today, 641-1010 on the phone lines or the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. Today's question of the day asking you which of these is the Jaguars' play of the year so far. Is it uh, the Rayshon Jenkins pick six versus Dallas that won the game in overtime? Is it the sack fumble touchdown that Jenkins and Allen uh, combined on versus Tennessee that won that game? Is it Trevor Lawrence's two-pointer against the L.A. Chargers or Travis Etienne's fourth-and-one run 
versus that same Charger team. Uh, you can vote. There's a clear favorite right now, but uh, you can cast your vote at MD underscore 1010XL. Don't forget at 1010XL Fat Tony, at ESPN DeRocco, and at IME to the T. Come on, somebody. All right, we're off and rolling. Jaguars today, two days away from the divisional round of the playoffs, and the Jaguars are alive, baby. We're not talking draft picks today, and it's a beautiful thing. This is Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I will get to uh, some Mike Caldwell audio here coming up in a moment. And uh, first, news from around the National Football League. Not a surprise if you've been following things the last few days. The uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have fired offense coordinator Byron Leftwich uh, after a season in which they went 8 and 9. They did win the division title. Um, everybody seems to believe that the Steelers are going to hire him, which has been the story for at least 48 hours, Mm -hmm. even though Leftwich's job status was not determined completely in Tampa. It's kind of a weird circumstance that uh, they they basically, I mean, it's got to be a half step away from tampering, doesn't it? That uh, if this happens in a rapid fashion, you got to believe that some things were going on behind the scenes here. Yeah, it was hard to get a straight answer on any of it. You know, here for the last couple of days, because there would be some people saying Byron Leftwich has been fired, and then it's like, well, according to who? Like, where's this coming from? And I would like be looking for somebody to confirm that kind of report, but it it does appear this morning it's done. Byron yeah. Leftwich's time in Tampa is done. Todd Bowles said after the game on Monday, so I guess you know, over the really, it's been not even two days since they completed their season, uh, but looked pretty bad. I mean, look. Who knows what would happen if Byron Leftwich should come here? If he had come here, I would have rooted for all the success in the world for Leftwich. I think in the end, even the most hardcore Leftwich proponents have to admit that the Jags nailed their last coaching hire with Doug Peterson. I don't think there's any other way you can look at it with the success that he's had. Could Leftwich have matched it? Maybe. We'll never know. Um, as long as Doug Peterson wants to coach, I have a feeling he's going to be welcome here in Jacksonville for quite a while. So. Uh, nevertheless, uh, that's it for Byron in Tampa, but uh, it looks like he'll probably have a soft landing somewhere in the National Football League and likely with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, before we get to Mike Caldwell, let's get Dom in Atlanta. Uh, wanted to talk about this year's team compared to some of the better Jaguar versions of the past. What's up, Dom? How are you? No, Dom? All right. I'm here, Baldwin. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You, you got me? Uh, we do now. We yeah, you. go ahead. Yes, sir. How you doing, boss man? I'm so sorry. How you doing? It's all right. We're we're good. What's up? Yes, sir. I'm good. How you doing, MST D Rock? Y'all all good? <laughs> all good. We're good. Man. Yes, sir. All right. Bet. So with me, my question is, what's the difference between '96, 2017, and then this year? Me personally, I was I ain't gonna lie. I'm, I was born in '95, and then my grandma, my mom, my dad, everybody. They ain't really put me on to the Jags until, uh, like, 2005, maybe. Or 2006, right when Mojo got drafted, right before. But I don't know 96. Like, I hear all the stories, and I love it, but it's literally just a lack of knowledge. It's, it's, that's, all I'm, that's all I'm saying. So, when I look at 2017, we made it all the way to the AFC Championship game. 
blown call. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, when I'm looking at it, 2017 was pretty decent. I, I, I like how that went out. But I guess we had more belief in the D, and it wasn't complete. I don't know. I, I, I'm really just asking, you know what I'm saying? Just just put me on a little knowledge. What's the difference between 96, 2017, and then this year? You know what I'm saying? I love y'all, and I'll holler at y'all later. Appreciate it, Dom. Thank you. Uh, so far, the difference is those teams went further, right? So, <laughs> I, Well, it is, right? right? I mean, because we can love what this team has done. Those teams are more accomplished at this point in time. Right. Win this week, and then you're as good as – you can be considered as good as any Jaguar team – that's ever laced them up because you've gone at least that far and you'll still be live to get to the big one. But look, 2017. This, this it, seems more like 96 to me. It, it, well, it does, but it, it's 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 different to like then. I don't know if you quite knew what you had in Mark Burnell. Like it was an exciting offense. Mark Burnell threw like 20 touchdowns yeah. that year, <laughs> which was a career high. Yeah, right. You know, and I, I mean, they were they, they kind of. Yeah, caught fire midseason. Jimmy was, was a special teams player that emerged right. right like during that season. Like that was all very organic during the year. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody had a clue. You know, and the, the players themselves will tell you they believe they can win right. and all. And no, that. no one expected them to make a run in the postseason. They, they were the underdog. Oh, every oh certainly week. Yeah, not. I mean, sure, so, but I, I mean, think the same why, thing about this team. You know, yeah, that's for, why for the I most like part. Yeah, you know, at least nationally. Look, the Jags were an underdog against a team that they had beaten by twenty-eight points. Yeah. Uh, just last week, and they were playing them at home as opposed to the road when, where they crushed them the first time. Um, this is more similar to 96, but I think everyone's different. I think the difference in this one is you knew going into this year, really the last two years, that you had a chance if you didn't screw him up to have a quarterback that everybody said could one day be a top-five type guy in the league. Whether he'd get there or not, the raw material was there, and could you pull it out of him? Nobody had that. You know, maybe Tom Coughlin believed that about Mark Burnell, but he hadn't shown that to that point that that was going to be the guy that he turned out to be. He turned out to be a three-time Pro Bowler and very accomplished, and um, that was fantastic. I mean, but this, yeah, this this team caught fire midway through the season, just like that one did. Basically, had to win out, just like that one did. Got in and carried that momentum on to uh, an upset victory in the first round, and let's see what they do this time around. Yeah, and and this. Looking back on it, we probably should have thought about this at the time, but this seems more sustainable than 17 because it's – Oh, than 17 yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. at the time we were like, okay, they've got this great defense and, you know, they'll be – they'll keep that group together. They just need to get a little better on offense and be consistent there and Blake needs to just play, you know, the way he played the year before and, you know, this team will be back in, in, in the Super Bowl or we'll, we'll make it to the Super Bowl and – um you know, that's, that wasn't – winning with defense in this day and age in the NFL is just not – and the run game is not sustainable. It's just not. I thought um, that that team would carry it over for one more year. You know what I mean? Like, I thought 2018 that they should be a contender because not that much changed. No. And then things started to fall apart with egos and all that and other injuries stuff. And you look at this team and you say, Peterson and Lawrence, who's going anywhere? Nobody. Right. Okay? And so now you look out and you go, if the worst – happened and the Jags had some injuries and what have you and they didn't make the playoffs next year you go you know what we're still expect them to be in it the year after that and it, like 2018 fell apart and then it was like we're crashing towards rock bottom it's not going to happen here it's no I mean not when you have that head coach quarterback combination like regardless of what happens Sunday Saturday whatever day they're playing I don't even remember anymore like people will be upset and disappointed but then they'll sit back and go you know what 
we're going to be in this position nine of the next 10, 11 years. Mm-hmm. Have a chance to, like, this is a team that's here. It's not like a flash in the pan. This is it. We are, if you're a Jags fan, you're sitting there going, we are around, we are, we are the Bengals, we are the Bills, we are the Chiefs. It is one of us every year, you know, whatever other team I'm not mentioning, you know, include them, whatever. But one of those teams every year is going to be in the Super Bowl. We, we know we're going to be competing for the Super Bowl every year. You can sit there and say that as a Jags fan. Uh, well, you can hope that that's the case. And, you know, we brought this up many times. Dan Marino went in his second year to the Super Bowl, and he has said many times in many interviews, we, I thought I'd be back five or right. six more but times. He, but they were competing for it. I mean, not okay. necessarily getting there, but but they were in the mix every I'm, year. But the, my point being what Tony said the other day, take advantage of this opportunity. You're here right now. You're in the final eight. True. You've already won your way into the divisional round. And, I mean, are you going to be stunned? Is it this, some, this is not some major – Sports upset. I mean, I understand the line's eight and a half points. I wouldn't be stunned if they beat the I Chiefs. I would not either. I'm going to no. pick them to beat the Chiefs, and, and I believe they can beat the Chiefs, and I don't think anybody should be stunned if they're able to beat any team that's still alive in these playoffs right now. Yeah, there's no guarantees except the opportunity that you create for yourself in the moment, right? You don't know what next year looks like. You certainly don't know what five years from now it's going to look like for the team and the franchise. If you're given an opportunity in the divisional round, get it. Right, like that's that's the way that it has to work. You just you have no idea. Everyone's not going to be Brady, right, in the playoffs where it's just year after you just keep winning, 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 winning. We don't lose, right? Like that's just not the way NFL history has gone. They they he made eight straight. I know AFC championship. I know, games. and then Mahomes. And Pat Mahomes is trying to get to his fifth straight. Right, like it's nuts the run that Mahomes is on. Right, you know, and we'll see if the Jags can get in the way of that this weekend, but. Those opportunities don't just come along all the time. You have to take advantage of them. Joe Burrow, is there any guarantee that Joe Burrow will ever play in a Super Bowl again? No. In his career? No, but if you're a Bengals fan, you're sitting there, you're like, I'll take these odds. I'll take these chances. We got our guy. And that's what what I think Jags fans should be sitting there going, you know what? Yeah, it may not ever come again, but I certainly like our odds with this kid and this coach better than at any point in our franchise history. Yeah, but we're, we're talking about those other three quarterbacks in Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, right? I mean, Justin Herbert right. had a 27 to nothing lead on this very franchise, right? right? I mean, so he's not going anywhere no. either. Um, who knows what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson? They're, you know, Deshaun Watson, Bryce right. Young, whoever, C.J. Stroud, you never know. And on but. and on it goes, right? So, I mean, just to have one guy, though, now at that position – that you feel like you we don't have, have to take a back seat. Right, you we always, always have a chance. always have the chance. Exactly, and that's the beauty of it. You know, when you get that, you you got 90 seconds left. The Jags were down 90 seconds uh, with 90 seconds to go with Blake Bortles with a six-point deficit. You know, if you got to third and seven, you were terrified that, you, <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to get a first down with two more tries. Uh, at least I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy, different story. So. And – Everybody in that locker room believes 100,000% that if they're in that situation and we need a touchdown with one timeout left and we have a hundred or a minute and one second left, that he's going to deliver. How many times have they come back this year, yeah, right? Well, I mean, he's shown What them. is it? Nine of their last ten games they've trailed in. Five of the last eight um, they've had to come back in the second half to win. Five of their eight and wins they've won since almost November. All. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy how good that this team has been. 
All right, let's go back to the lines here. Uh, 6-4-1-10-10. Dave and Argyle is next on Jaguars today. Good morning, Dave. Hey, what's going on, my brother? What's up, man? How you doing? We're excellent. Listen, I got uh, two comparisons from the 96 and this year's team. Both of these teams have, set, have made history in Jaguars, in Jaguars history. We know that the, this year's team came back from a 27-0 uh, deficit. But the 96 team is the only team in uh, in history that retired two legends, Jimmy Johnson and Dan Marino at the same same year. So, that was that was ninety nine. Oh, oh, it was ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> my bad. That's all right. But anyway, I just I just wanted to let you know. I thought it was ninety six. My bad. It's all good. I think they uh, retired Jim Kelly that year, though. They did. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. take that one. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. All right. Well, appreciate it, Dave. Uh, look, and, and sure, like the nineties. Get further away every second we live, right? So I, it's all good on that front. But yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes that '96 through '99 run just blends together because it was the best era. I mean, how how yeah, many no damn doubt. years are we talking about this four-year freaking run, right? That we finally feel like instead of just oh, it's 2007 or it's 2017 or it's 2005, we're gonna have a an oddball year where we pop up and make it to the postseason. Maybe we'll even make a little noise when we get there, and then we'll fall right back to the pack or yeah. below the pack. Not now. You and, don't feel that way. And doing this show and the Jaguar stuff that we do, Demps, we get the opportunity to talk to a lot of guys that are connected to those runs, right, from 96 to 99. And every one of them that we talk to are thrilled, right, that there's something new to talk about. Yeah, go do better than we did. Right, even during that run. Fred Taylor last weekend talking about the atmosphere here the last couple of weeks in that stadium, the kind of comeback. He's like, I've never seen anything like that before. That's yeah. better than 62-7, right? Like, that's that was better than 62-7, and I was a big part of that. Like, the guys that were part of those runs are like, this is now, this is better, surpasses. And they've been saying that since we started talking to those guys. Right, all that's great, and they're happy to be remembered as great legacy part of the Jaguar history, but no uh, they're ready for something new to focus their attention on as well. And I think we finally have it, you know, yep. no matter what happens Saturday, you know, it's not just about this year, this second half of the season, this playoff run to this point, it's about what you do with it over the next five to 10 to maybe 15 years. I mean, thinking best case scenario uh, for keeping the duo of Peterson and Trevor together. I don't think Doug Peterson will be coaching here for 15 years. But if he gets us a Lombardi trophy <laughs> to throw in his wheelbarrow with the other one, he carries a lot of things in that wheelbarrow, D-Rock, by the way. Um, I'm all about it. Uh, by the way, we got Bold City Cap coming up. If you are making the trip to Kansas City, the Bold City Brigade has you covered with a playoff tailgate and a Friday night party tomorrow. Uh, so he's going to join us at 1120 today. D-Rock's going to have to depart uh, because Doug Peterson speaking today. We're on that playoff schedule again with the Saturday game. And uh, when D-Rock's out the door, Cap's going to come in and tell us all about what uh, the Bold City Brigade has in store for Jaguar fans in Kansas City. We're making the trip this weekend, so you'll definitely want to be listening for that if you are planning on going to Arrowhead coming up. All right, Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, D-Rock, and E.T., you're listening to Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, we got some thoughts from uh, Jaguars defense coordinator Mike Caldwell and offensive coordinator Press Taylor coming your way in this segment. Tony's going to take you around the league coming up as well. If you want to get in, 
1010 is the way to do it. Mike DeRocco is here with us for another uh, 35 minutes or so. Uh, Bolt City Cap's going to swing in and tell us what the Bolt City Brigade has in store uh, for Jaguar fans making the trip to Arrowhead Stadium uh, for this weekend's game as well. That's coming up in hour number two. Let's go to Darren on the west side next here on Jaguars Today. Good morning, Darren. Good morning, fellas. How are you guys doing? We're doing well, Good. man. What's up? Awesome, man. Look, thank, thanks for taking my call uh, very quickly. I just want to comment on how awesome it is, man, um, all of the national media uh, excitement that we've been getting. Um, just to hear that clip uh, from Frank Frangie on the radio, I heard uh, Mike say, Mike Demp, I heard you say this, man, like, that clip can be um, injected in my veins, and I completely agree. It's just super fun um, to see all the excitement. I watched this show called uh, First Things First, and a guy, Nick Wright, he's um, – I don't know if you guys seen it, uh, but just how he's always talking about the Jags and crowning Trevor Lawrence as uh, the prince that's promised. It's, it's super hilarious, but I just want to, you know, give a shout-out to everybody on the crew, man. I appreciate it. It's an excited time to be the Jag, a Jaguar fan, and Jaguars is picking number one in the draft. Just a little small draft talk. I take my comments off the air. All right, Darren. Uh, I have no idea who the Jags are taking with the thirty-first pick. <laughs> Keeping in mind, Miami does not have a first-round pick this year, so that's what you get for winning the Super Bowl. Uh, Drock, what do you have to say for you and your fellow national media brethren? Why you don't uh, consistently give the Jags enough credit? Is <laughs> hmm? <laughs> <laughs> that not a good setup? I don't know what you want me to say uh, there. Uh, well, I just saw Dare. I mean, I'll, right, just, I'll, blame, I'll blame E. Outside of yourself. Put, I know yeah. you're, you're, you're putting, you know, yeah. uh, like there's been a lot of positivity, so you're writing positive things, right. right? You are a national writer covering the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're the beat for ESPN. But beyond that, you know, you're seeing the shows now. And, right. You know, this, this comes with winning. That's the bottom line. And, and the other thing, too, is you guys have to understand – if you're ranking the teams in terms of national interest, the Jags are at the bottom. I mean, it's just no other way to, to, to say it. I mean, in terms of overall national interest, in terms of people who are Jaguar fans and all that other stuff, nationally, they're last. Um, but when you win and you're in the postseason, then you're one of what? 14 See, teams in the postseason. Like, like that, I'm not a Chiefs fan, change. but I follow the Chiefs right. when they're in the playoffs because they're a story. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, so I think people are probably looking at the Jags, and if you don't have your team in the postseason, I bet a lot of people are adopting the Jags as kind of their team. It might be. I mean, and look, you win, and with Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson and guys like Kirk and, and uh, Zay Jones and Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne – you know, that kind of stuff starts generating more fans. So, look, the the, the coverage is, has been positive about the Jags throughout, you know, December without question, especially when you're winning games, you're beating the Cowboys in overtime and stuff. So, you know, the, the more you win, the more respect you get and that nationally, and that's, that's where we are now. I mean, that's where, um, you know, we in the national media are now – Forced to pay, and I say we, just like national, we're forced to pay attention to the Jaguars because they're one of eight teams left. I get so. it that people want to turn on the TV and see positive things about their team, but like, mm -hmm. quite frankly, I've never, I don't care. If, I, yeah. if my team wins the championship, you could say bad things about them till you're blue in the face, and it's not going to matter to me because I'm rooting for a team that is the champ, and it, that just the rest of it, I could care less. Now, I want positive coverage of my teams as well, and I want to see the, the good things highlighted. And generally, 
you force them to do that the further you go. And that's just the facts of the matter. Beat Kansas City? Holy cow. You want to talk about being the talk of the National Football League? You beat the Chiefs and prevent them from going to what would be what? In their Arrowhead. fifth straight? Right. Uh, fifth straight AFC title game, though. In Arrowhead? Pfft, come on. There's, uh, there's plenty to go around. Uh, if that happens, um, they'll be the darlings of the league. Without question. That will be the team everybody adopts and everybody loves. All right. Uh, let's get to this Mike Caldwell clip because uh, it's a good one from yesterday. Mike Caldwell usually not super verbose. Most of his answers at the podium are, you know, 15 to 20 seconds long. But uh, yesterday was just asked about, you know, as a defense, kind of knowing what you've got on the other side um, that – they believe they can always win games as long as Trevor Lawrence is the Jaguar quarterback. Here's what he said. I don't like to talk about it, but it happened in Tampa when I was down there. When you have a guy, and we had Brady, and I'm not comparing the two because Trevor is his own guy, but when you have a guy that you believe in, as a defense, it matters to you. And when you're down 27 and you still believe you can win because you know who you have on the other side of the ball, it matters. And that's the big point. Because there was no hanging your head. There was nobody worrying about anything. It was get a stop, get the ball back to the offense, get another stop, get the ball back to the offense because of who we know we have on the other side. And that's, that's something that's this year, it's offense has bailed us out a bunch of times. We've helped them out. It's a true team that's, that's rolling right now. And this is, you want to talk about the major difference between this team and five years ago. That is the major difference right there. They do believe that our guy can get it done. Back then, the coaching staff would sit on the ball at the end of the half, so the yeah. quarterback wouldn't make a mistake. You know, you, you can't do that in today's NFL and give away a possession like that. Um, it, look, I understand what he's saying. He's not Tom Brady, but he's our Tom Brady. He's our, you call him whatever you want. He's our guy that we believe, Tony, that, we're never out of it. We we can come back, and we've seen it. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. You can't just believe it. Trevor Lawrence has paid that off enough times this year that that belief is validated. Well, part of the fun with the run in 17 was talking to fans of other teams across the league that would try to hurt you by saying, well, Blake Bortles stinks. And it's like, yeah, we know. And he's still beating. And we're still in the AFC title right. game. Like, what, and we should have been in the Super right. Bowl. You think you're hurting anyone's feelings by saying the quarterback isn't very good? They know. That's why it wasn't sustainable. Right? Jaguars fans knew it. This, as we've talked about a lot over the course of this season, this feels like the beginning of something with Trevor Lawrence. And the defensive coordinator standing up there saying, he reminds me of the feeling I got being on the defensive side of the ball with Brady. On the other side, uh, there's not much higher praise. That doesn't mean that Trevor Lawrence is going to accomplish the thing, same things Tom Brady did in his NFL career, but he does inspire that kind of confidence from the other guys on the team. At separate points this year, we've had yesterday where Mike Caldwell says Tom Brady, compares him to Tom Brady a little bit, or the feeling of Tom Brady. Doug Peterson mentioned Brett Favre when talking about him before. Mm-hmm. So in his second season – Brett Favre, Tom Brady being thrown in terms of guys he's starting to make them think of when they watch him play. It's pretty darn impressive. Right. It's it's what having a a true franchise quarterback can do to an organization. Right. You don't have to – like you said, he's not going to win eight Super Bowls. Sorry, I I hate to break it to you. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to win eight Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. But 
is he good enough to consistently make you a contender for them? Well, hell, I'll take one right now for all the people <laughs> complaining about Aaron Rodgers only winning one Super Bowl. My gosh, yeah. give me the one, and then we'll worry about it after that. You know, like if Trevor got one next year, we probably all would be disappointed if he ends his career with one. But if it took till year seven to get one, you know what I mean? Right, it, it, yeah. it, look, just get one, and we'll worry about what comes after that. Uh, let's take a tour around the National Football League right now with Tony Smith. Now, gems around the NFL. Brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. Dallas is signing kicker Tristan Visciano to their practice squad. Cowboys kicker Britt Meyer missed an NFL record four extra points in the Dallas win over Tampa on Monday night. The reports indicated that the team plans to stick with Meyer against San Francisco this weekend. A spokesman for the Pittsburgh Steelers said yesterday that Matt Canada will be returning for a third season as the team's offensive coordinator. Cincinnati offensive lineman Alex Kappa and Jonah Williams were both listed as not having practice on Wednesday. Kappa with an ankle injury and Williams with the dislocated kneecap he suffered in their wild card win over Baltimore. Kansas City wide receiver Mecole Hardman missed practice for the second straight day on Wednesday with a pelvis injury and defensive end Frank Clark was limited for the second consecutive day with a groin injury. One item of note with all of the coaching interview news that Jaguars fans might find interesting, the New England Patriots have requested permission from the Minnesota Vikings to interview Keenan McCardell for their open offensive coordinator position. We already mentioned this morning Byron Leftwich has been let go as the offensive coordinator in Tampa. And the NFL announced today the five teams that will be hosting regular season games next year in Europe. Buffalo and Tennessee will be hosting games at Tottenham Stadium. The Jaguars will host one in Wembley. And Kansas City and New England will host games in Germany. All right, thank you, Tony. Uh, let's hear a few thoughts from Press Taylor before we hit the top of the hour here. Uh, just, you know, the question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate uh, today is asking you, to this point, what is the Jaguars' play of the year? And uh, one of those candidates is Travis Etienne picking up all those yards on fourth and one uh, out of that T formation against the L.A. Chargers. So, uh, Press Taylor, uh, look, we know by now Phil Rauscher is the one who designed this play, but Press Taylor uh, was asked to kind of walk the media and thus the fans through what was going on with that fourth and one call. Sure, we had a play called. Uh, we lined up for it. We didn't love the way they were lined up. So it's kind of, you know, as you go, and it's a critical situation. Obviously, you need your timeouts. As you, we still need yards to get a field goal. So there's conversation. We all kind of came to the conclusion it was the most important down. If we didn't all believe in it, let's call timeout and get the right one called. Um, kind of looking at our short yardage menu, it was suggested that that the one we ended up choosing was suggested. You know, Phil immediately said yes, and, and we just let it ride. And the players, the second you saw it, the players, the players, whatever we would have called, I think they would execute in that moment. So why were they confident that that was the play they should go with on that fourth and one? We were very confident in how they were lined up. They were in a base six one front, which is something they'd done across the season so it was specifically put in to attack that front um and we, we like the idea that it sold the sneak and the push element that everybody that's kind of been so common uh, you know trevor obviously converted a sneak in a two-point play earlier so um all signs kind of just felt to that's something we believed in you know for it to make it on the call sheet we believe in it um and then we've kind of as we've gone in the last month or so every time we put a play in we all kind of say you know are you comfortable if this is for the season and if we're throwing it to that guy, or you know, sometimes that makes a determination of a lot of things that make the call sheet. Just because as the stakes get higher, we want to make sure we have the right people doing the right thing. You know why we love that play? Hmm. 
It worked. Does it work? Does it work? Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Right? I mean, if that play gets stuffed, we're like, we wait a minute, them. you're running wide on fourth and short. This I, high school out of crap. the T formation? Who's calling totally. this play? Corky Rogers? Totally. Exactly. Right? Who are we playing here? The Sandlot crap. And that is just the way of the world, though, right? He's genius. Oh, my god! If it works, you're a freaking genius. At that time. Tre- Trevor ad-libbed the two-point conversion. Understand. If, and it worked. And, and if it didn't work, he would have gotten destroyed. Said, I'm a big fan <laughs> of plays that work. Right. So, if it works, it works. And uh, there you go. Let me ask you just this quick thought before we hit the break, D-Rock. Um, other than maybe a guy who gets a promotion. Right, like it gets a, a higher, more significant job on another coaching staff who gets poached. Is there any coach that you feel would not be likely to be back with the team next year? Well, there's a report that uh, what Chris Jackson was going to go to Texas, but he said, "Hey, on Twitter, hey, I'm a, with the Jags now." Blah blah blah. I haven't had any contact with anybody, um, so I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But other than that, I don't anticipate. You know, like, like, would Doug Peterson like to have his staff return intact? Oh, hell yes. Intact. Uh, yeah, I mean, man. like, now, could there be some changes maybe, you know, defensively a little bit? Maybe, you know, at the be- when we were watching this team struggle defensively in the mm-hmm. middle of the season, we were all thinking, well, maybe there might be a change at... at um, uh, people were clamoring for a change. Defensive coordinator. Yes. Now, maybe he does he bring someone else in to kind of be more of a consultant to as in addition to Bob Sutton or however you want to work it. There's something like that yet possibly, but I don't anticipate... Like, I don't think Press Taylor's going to get any calls to be an offensive oh, coordinator. Oh, I don't either. But, yeah. but that's a different story. Right. Like, that's... Hey, that right. means a guy is rising up and he's getting a better opportunity and... You know, pat him on the back and wish him well. Right, but if, thing. There, if there's more than one coach that's not brought back for whatever reason, I'd be surprised. Now, other guys, like I said, may Chris Jackson may go. Yeah, Someone else may want. Yeah, yeah, may want to go back to your college, lifestyle, whatever. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Other than that. All right, uh, hour two coming up. More from Press Taylor, uh, Bolt City Cap from the Bolt City Brigade, going to join us as well. What? And in studio? Uh, uh, no, uh, on the phone. Um, I, I he said. Not enough time in between D-Rock leaving and me arriving for me to do it in the studio today. Not a fan of yours whatsoever. That's a a hell of a gift for the readers there. Me leaving and Cap coming in. Good for you. Or the listeners. Listeners, whatever. As the case may be. Yes. (laughs) They read us on Twitter. They do read us on Twitter. D-Rock, you were right about that. Anyway, uh, he's going to tell us, and I kid because he loves D-Rock. Who doesn't? But uh, he's going to tell us what's going down in Kansas City for Jaguar fans uh, arriving over the next couple of days. All right. Mike Dempsey, Tony Smith, D-Rock, and E.T. It's Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Now more Jaguars today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. I wasn't sure I'd be able to find the dumbest guy online today, but I did. Oh, wow. I did. I I guess there's a good... Are you online? If you're on the text line, I guess you don't have to be online. You could just be texting. This is harsh. I found the dumb... Well, let me read the two texts to you, and you (laughs) determine whether you think this person is exceedingly bright. Um, Talking about the Jaguars, and we're talking about the amount of national coverage they get. Um, Here we go. They have low national interest because y'all don't talk about them. If you talked about them, there would be wider spread interest, he writes, to a show entitled Jaguars Today that talks about nothing but the Jaguars 97% of the freaking time we're on the air. 
Okay, that's uh, number one. It's okay, hilarious. so that's that's number one. D Rock, you feeling he's pretty bright at this point? You want to <laughs> defend the intelligence level of this person? Okay, here we go. I don't care about the Steelers, but because y'all talk about them twenty four seven. I know more about them than I want to because we mentioned in passing that they might hire Byron Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Hey, idiot. All right, take the phone out of your hand. You're going to hurt yourself, okay? I may just block this person from texting so they don't hurt my brain any more than they to just text did. like every show now. Is this not the dumbest crap you've heard? I mean, seriously, what are you talking about? You little baby. <laughs> Honestly. You, know, you guys don't talk about the Jags on Jaguars today. Where that's all you do right. five days a week. And that's all you literally do. I like, this guy and even if you're trying to communicate that to the people who don't talk about the Jags, that's not going to get to them through us, right? Like you're texting this show. Like you're not getting to ESPN's TV guys, the NFL Network's TV people. That's not who you're communicating with. You're communicating with the show that only does Jaguars talk. It's just, it's just illogical. I kind of want him to text in like every Thursday just so I can watch Dempsey have a coronary. Over I, he just responded. When I say y'all, I'm talking about the national guys. You texted <laughs> Jaguars today on 1010XL, <laughs> dim bulb. All right? God, man. Let's go to uh, Ken on the north side. I mean, I just can't. I mean, this is awesome. I, I, the stupidity <laughs> of some people. It's like, are you able to cross the road? successfully, or how many times have you been hit by traffic? I'm not sure. I'm yeah. guessing a lot. <laughs> it's not some big... Red light stop! <laughs> it's not some big group. It's not like I have a text message with everybody that covers the National Football League, and I'm going to get on it now and say, hey, guys, you know, a little bit of Jaguars love would be appreciated from time to time. Like, I don't have any of that. I do my show. D-Rock, who <laughs> covers one thing, <laughs> the Jaguars, literally one thing, doesn't Talk enough about the only thing he covers. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Let's go to Ken on the north side. So, I, I got that out of this my system. This guy's, like, coming it's, to the station now. I'm glad I'm leaving Let him early. come. <laughs> like, he's not going to find it. Are you kidding me? He's not going to find it. <laughs> We're in freaking Jacksonville, 9090 Hogan Road, right? Or are we 9117 now? That was across the street. Yeah. See, I don't even know. How do I make it into work every day? <laughs> I just look for the where all the cars are parked. Oh, it's on the left side now. Okay, because I come from that end. So, it's on the left side. I'll just pull in there. Holy cow. Uh, Ken, for the third time yeah. on the north side. What's up? How are you? How are you guys doing? We're Thanks well. for Good. taking my call. Uh, this is why we get a bad reputation on the national level as Jacksonville residents right here. Uh, I, um, I don't think that's representative of most Jaguar fans. So. No, you're right. You're right. Hey, D-Rock, I had a question for you. Okay. What's it going to take to get Fred Taylor in the Hall of Fame? I'm a Gator. I went there when he was there. I want him in the Hall of Fame. What's it going to take? Wow. I, I honestly don't know. Um, but the thing of it is, is I, I kind of thought that maybe once Baselli got in, that would make people a little bit more open to listening to other, other arguments for Jaguar players. But I, the, the problem with Fred is, unfortunately, is just the one Pro Bowl. Um, and that's not any fault of his own. It's the the fact that where he was playing here, and he played at a time when there were a bunch of other really, really good backs. I think eventually he gets in, but it might be, it might be a while. Uh, I really do think it might be a while. But he deserves to be in. He was fantastic. Um, He's got to get past the semifinal stage. Right. He has to be and, debated in the room. It, and and that's, I mean, and look at how long it took Baselli to be 
debated. And, 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 and he got in, in, and it took his fourth time in the room. Right. It took a while. So, I mean, I, I would be... I mean, there's nothing he could do. His resume right. is his resume. Uh, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but he did rush for what everybody that's rushed, uh, everyone that has rushed for, uh, everyone that he's, that are ahead of him on the list. That's eligible. That's is eligible in. is in, and Correct. the ones that aren't are probably going to get in. Right, they, and they haven't, yeah, like just Frank haven't Gore's become eligible going yet. in soon, um, or he, maybe not soon. Honestly, Frank Gore's going in. Fred Taylor so. over Frank Gore all freaking day. I mean, Fred right, Taylor's a, a better wise, player yeah. than Frank Gore with his 100%. eyes closed, yeah. and uh, if if Frank Gore gets in ahead of him, I think it's ludicrous. Honestly, I mean Frank Gore hung around a long time, compiled a lot. We appreciate you picking up a key first down mm-hmm. for the Jets, you know, uh, and we'll always love you here in Duval because of it. But Frank Gore, a good player. Fred Taylor is other world great player. I mean, great player. Well, yeah. I think all the media stuff Fred's doing will help. You know, at at some point that his name is still out there, at right. least. You know, people are still seeing Fred Taylor. He's still popping up on ESPN. He's doing the pivot. Like, he's doing all those different things. So, he's around, at least still, which gives him at least an opportunity to still be discussed by some of these guys. It would help, too, if we we saw guys like LT and, and Curtis Martin and some of those guys that are in – that, you know, would be out there politicking pretty hard for, mm-hmm. for Fred, sort of the way Anthony Munoz did for, for Tony. Uh, that would be a help for sure. Uh, let's get David Mandarin in here before we uh, say goodbye to D-Rock for the day. Hello, Dave. Go ahead, Dave. Uh, listen, man, I appreciate the call and uh, appreciate you letting me call in. Listen, uh, we're a young team, man. It, uh, patience is a virtue, man. It took us a while to get... Uh, to get Tony Bozzelli in there, man, and and uh, one thing we're good for here in Jacksonville and Duval is patience, man. It's been a, it's been a rough couple of decades and stuff. And if anybody would have told me at the beginning of this season we'd be where we're at right now, I would just say I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm just going to keep hoping. But I'm happy for the team. I'm extremely happy for Shad Khan, man. That gentleman has put in so much to this city, man. It's been a wonderful thing. So as far as Freddie T going into the uh, Hall of Fame, it's going to happen. And one thing we have here is patience. Patience is a virtue. National TV, okay, national coverage next year for the Jags. Patience is a virtue. We're going to get there, man. We witnessed something this year that was unbelievable. We witnessed the birth of a dynasty, man. We don't have any kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, backup or, or any kind of depth on our team right now, but what happened this year is magical, and it's just going to build from here, guys. Have a great day. All right, appreciate it. Uh, look, uh, maybe for you, patience is a virtue. I know I've heard a lot <laughs> over the last 10 years of – uh, I'm not showing back up at that stadium until they prove to me that they know what the hell they're doing. So, I mean, it's easy to say now that it's good again, that patience is a virtue. I guarantee you there's a lot of impatience expressed on this show by a lot of people. And I'm not saying unjustified, by the way, uh, but uh, I don't believe that has been the case. Uh, throughout. I mean, it's it, right now everybody feels good. And, it, you know, it's like, hey, 96 to, to 2023 just – Blink of an eye, it all went by that fast. <laughs> Not quite how it all went down, but There's uh, a lot of misery in between. I mean, you're those forced two. to have some patience, but there are plenty. I mean, it's great if you were one of those fans that never gave up hope and always, you know, and uh, there had been a a core of them, and I don't dispute that. But you know, that stadium wasn't rocking like that for the last five years, and I'm not saying it should have been. So just to say, you know, we got patience. I mean, everyone's patience 
wears thin. We've talked about it plenty of times. You look at any team, look at the Chiefs. Historically, when they've been bad, they didn't sell that place out. You know, so you can talk about red, Sea of Red, Arrowhead, Pride, and all this stuff. Yep. Great. When you're winning, it's easy to have those things, and they've been winning for quite a while. So um, it's a different story, and uh, let's hope we are on the brink of a, a dynasty forming here. That would be great. It would be phenomenal for this city, for sure. I mean, I can't just, – just think of what the atmosphere has been in the city the last two, three weeks, and imagine that every January. I oh. mean, how much, how much would this, this city just be energized every single January if you're sitting there talking about, well, here they go to the divisional round again, or, oh, it's another AFC championship game. Can't – you know, I, I don't remember what the, the, the crowd was like in that AFC title game back here in 2000 after the 99 season. But I had someone tell me that they were on the field for the Titans game, and that was better than the atmosphere in 99. Fred Taylor told us that. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I Fred, didn't know Fred, that. Fred said it after the game, said that was the Titans game was the best atmosphere he had ever heard, seen, felt, including his playing days, which started in 98. Well, there you go. That's... Right? And then – uh, when I, I said, Fred, with apologies to 62-7, to seven, I think we just saw the greatest game in Jaguars history this week. And he's like, oh, not even a question. <laughs> you know, 62-7 to seven was a lopsided, one-sided match, and we could have named our score that just happened to be 62, and that stands out and all that. But, you know, this was in terms of a game and drama. I mean, everything you could possibly want. So, D-Rock, what are you writing about in the next couple of days? Well, I wrote uh, my big Doug Peterson story came out today. It's uh, basically – Doug Peterson was the perfect hire at the perfect time for a franchise that needed somebody to absolutely be the complete and total opposite of the guy last year and to heal and to get this franchise back on its feet. About time you started writing about the Jags. I don't understand what Something your positive been about the Jags, too. Time, I mean, it, you, know. you know, it was very hard for me to do that. Well, you know, guess what? When they've earned the number one pick in back-to-back years, it's hard to find a whole lot of positives. <laughs> You know, it's been and a lot so, of positive stuff since like, uh, we, November. Though. We love pep rallying it up on these victory Mondays, but we're also here to call it as we see it. And you know what? Right now, why wouldn't we see it in a great light? Because that's how they're playing. You know, keep that up, and you're gonna hear a ton of positivity about this football team. All right, uh, D Rock, have a great rest of your week, and uh, we'll talk to you. We'll see you next Thursday. Absolutely. Uh, as we get ready for the AFC title game, Jags v whomever doesn't really matter at this point in time. You know, we'll take them. Probably the Bills. All right, see you guys next week. All right, D-Rock, thank you, buddy. Uh, coming up next, uh, we've got a Bolt City Cap stepping up to the mic, and he'll tell us everything about what the Bolt City Brigade has planned uh, for their time in Kansas City. So if you're going to the game in person, you'll definitely uh, want to listen up. And if you're not, well, just uh, live vicariously through what's going to be going on from those Road Warrior Jaguar fans. With Tony Smith and E.T., I'm Mike Dempsey. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL 92.5 FM. <laughs> All right, here we go. I'm not going to Kansas City. Tony, you're not going to Kansas City. No. E.T.? I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> he might. You going? No, I ain't flying Kansas City. You going to get on that bike right after the show today? I don't got my, top, my snow tires. I'm making it down. Oh, you didn't get snow tires put on? No. Nope. All right. <laughs> I know the Bold City Brigade's going to Kansas City, at least uh, members of uh, Bold City Cap. You know him, you'll love him. Uh, joining us now on Jaguars today, uh, helping to headline that trip out there and tell us what's going to be available for Jaguar fans who are making the trip to the Midwest. What's up, Cap? How are you? I'm doing well, boys. How are you? 
Doing excellent, man. What's uh, what's feel like just in general beyond this trip? Uh, just how great are the last, I don't know, last half of the season, but particularly the last two weeks been? Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's cliche, it feels like these days to say, but it, it honestly has felt like a movie, right? I mean, it's just been, uh, uh, it kind of started for a lot of us up in Nashville with that win where we're not used to winning, even when we do the road trips up there. And uh, it's just been a little surreal ever since then. I don't know if I've caught my breath uh, since, since early December. Mm-hmm. Cap, you've been obviously doing the Bold City Brigade thing for a long time now. How does this run compare to any of the other experiences, including obviously that run in 2017 with you guys traveling with them up to Pittsburgh and then up to New England? But how has this run this season compared to some of the other runs that you've seen this team on? Um, you know, for, for me personally, obviously I, you know, I was around, I remember the the nineties, I was, I was a young kid. Um, it's a little bit different. I think now as an adult, I've got my own children and they're, they're getting to experience it. Um, it doesn't compare to much really, because I I think early on in the nineties, uh, it it just felt amazing. And that's kind of all we knew for, for about five or six years. Right. Um, and, and, it, and it became normal, and that's what you thought we were going to have fairly regularly. But to go through everything that this franchise and this fan base and this city has gone through, um, it, you know, in the last decade plus, and that really coincides, to your point, Tony, with, with Old City Brigade, right? I mean, we've been around for about 12 years now. And aside from 2017, uh, this, this is the only other winning season that, uh, you know, our, our group has gotten to be a part of. So it's really, really special. It's, uh, we're, we're way more organized even now than we were in 2017. We, we understand how to do these things, um, how to, how to bring things together on the road and, and, and so on and so forth. So it's, uh, it, it's just amazing. Excited. Just don't want to get off this, this ride yet. Uh, and hopefully we don't have to. Well, look, you guys put together a couple of road trips every year and you know, it, you do that usually in the off season, people have time to plan ahead. It's tough, right? With a quick turnaround, even though, you know, likely if the Jags win, it's going to be a trip to Kansas City. Uh, Cap, how tough is it to get all the logistics to come together in less than a week's time? Or do you start, you know, going and saying, you know what, the odds are we're going to be in KC. Do you do some of that groundwork even before you get to this point? Uh, Probably if I was smart, I would have. (laughs) Um, You know, but I'm also kind of superstitious like uh, like most most fans are. Um, and, And I just didn't really want to think about that. I uh, didn't want to put that kind of energy or that juju out into the universe. So um, we didn't really start until hardcore until kind of Sunday night, Monday, when we knew for sure. And then uh, it took about 36 hours for the, the plans to come together. It, it's uh, certainly the fastest we've ever planned something. But like you said, we do a couple of these a year. And, and, and by doing that, we've made a lot of connections around the league, around the country. Uh, I've met a lot of really, really cool people who are connected, and uh, so so we're able to pull things off like this. It's certainly unique to be able to do it this quickly. Cap, for Jaguars fans that will be making the trip to Kansas City here in the next couple of days, where can they meet with you guys and hook up with the other Jags fans that are making the journey? Yeah, first and foremost, uh, anybody that's interested, just go check out our social media, right? Uh, it's plastered everywhere over Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, you know, there is all, all of the details are there, links to, to sign up for the tailgate, everything like that. But what we have going on specifically that we put together here this week for the fans that are traveling out. And let me preface everything by saying 
This is not just Bold City Brigade people. This is like a question that we get all the time. When we're on the road, it's open to all Jack fans. Um, you know, everybody who's making that trip, we want you there. The, the purpose of me spending my entire day off on Monday trying to plan this was to to give everyone a chance to come together. So we're not wandering around the, the, the tailgate lot or the parking lot there at Arrowhead. Um, you know, all Jag fans, you're more than welcome to join us. We, In fact, we want you to join us. So what we've got going on is Friday night, tomorrow evening, 7 p.m. local time, Johnny's Tavern. It's in the Power and Light District, uh, right where all the bars are, KC Live, um, Johnny's Tavern, it's called. So that's going from 7 p.m. till whenever um, and, until they close. And uh, so we're going to have hundreds and hundreds of Jags fans have already kind of hit us up saying they want to come to that. So that's going to be huge. And then the the really cool thing that we were able to put together is Saturday, Kansas City, for those that haven't been there, Arrowhead Stadium's in the middle of, you know, giant parking lots. There's no bars around it. There's not really an easy way to organize a, a tailgate on our own on short notice. So we've, we've contracted with uh, a company that does that. And they've got everything taken care of, from food and beverage to fire pits, uh, DJ, games, you name it. So we've, we've got this put together. There's a link on all of our social media. Um, and that's going to go from noon local time till 3 p.m. local time on the day of the game. Come one, come all. We can handle up to a couple thousand people if we've got that many Jag fans that want to join us. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the long and short of it, fellas. We're, 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 we're pumped. And we want everybody who wants to be a part of it, who wants to come together, to come do it. So is there a cost uh, associated with going to the all-inclusive tailgate? Yes, yes. So uh, Friday night, there's no cost, right? Um, it's just a, a party at a bar, uh, a very large bar that's going to be able to accommodate a lot of us. Um, and then Saturday, uh, when you go to the link, you'll see the really cool thing about it is there's there's different tiers. So if you're somebody that doesn't really drink much or you, you got your kids with you, children are welcome. Um, there's a tier for, you know, 20-something dollars, and it's basically buffet and uh, non-alcoholic beverages. And you can come be a part of the entertainment and, and the fun. Um, going all the way up to a VIP pass that's like 85 bucks or so. Um, that that's all inclusive with open bar and food and all that. So uh, we try to, it's really great what this group does that we contracted with to, to try and make it as affordable and approachable to folks as, as possible to make, to get as many people there. Cap, we've obviously talked about these kind of things a lot the last couple of weeks with the big home games the in back-to-back weeks. E.T.'s been going on his tailgate journey, you know, the last couple of weeks down there as well. So the slab has been a term that we've thrown around a lot, you know, and we've brought it up from time to time over the years. How did the slab become a thing for you guys? <laughs> uh, or as uh, my man E.T. says, the schlab. Schlab. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, you know, early on when we when we started the group, we were looking for a place to, you know, we knew that tailgating, obviously, especially here in, in Jacksonville and in the South, is such a big part of, of, of football. And we were looking for a place. Um, and, and our buddies, the, the, the Teal Street Hooligans, which, uh, you know, way back when, when we first got going, uh, they had been around for a couple of years just as like a tailgate group together. Um, and, and quite literally, it's just a... Uh, it's tailgaters parking their overflow lot that in lean years, not many people were parking out there. So they allowed us to uh, kind of have free reign and, and, and it's, you know, gotten more organized over the years, but the Teal street guys were already out there and it's just a, it is a old piece of parking lot. Essentially it's a slab of concrete and uh, that's you know, kind of branded itself in a lot of ways, but that's, that's how it started. It was about 12 years ago that we joined those boys out there. 
Um, and it, you know, it's become this really, really special thing at, at this point. And, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing to have back. It was amazing. And it also, you know, it was detrimental to my health to have back-to-back, uh, <laughs> home games on the level that we did, but, uh, it's something we won't be forgetting anytime soon. Mm, got eight year olds out there slamming Mountain Dew, like it's going out of style from what <laughs> I've seen as well. So you're raising them, <laughs> raising them right from an early age. All right. Uh, tomorrow night, if you're in Kansas city, in the Power and Light District, Johnny's Tavern is what you want to look for. It's a 1310 Grand Boulevard. But just remember Johnny's Tavern. Throw it in your phone, and it'll get you there if you're heading mm-hmm. to uh, Kansas City for the festivities. And then Saturday, the all-inclusive Jaguars fan tailgate again. Check out all the Bold City Brigade social media. Now, Cap, I'm pretty stuck to my Twitter ways. Uh, is it at Bold City Brigade on Instagram or wherever else? Is that pretty much the same across all platforms? Yep, same across all platforms. You can't miss us on uh, Instagram, Bold City Brigade, and then on uh, even on Facebook, um, where we've got uh, we've, we've got the, the the big post up on there as well. So uh, whatever everybody out there is listening to, whatever your your uh, social media platform of choice is, mm. you can go find the information there. All right, uh, Cap, enjoy. Bring us home a W, man, and uh, let's talk about what you're going to do in Buffalo or Cincinnati next week. Man, I don't know if my body can take it, but we're 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 uh, we're, we're, darn, we're darn sure gonna do it if, if if the opportunity presents itself. Yeah, I don't know if it can, but we're gonna find out. Uh, I'll guarantee you that. All right, Cap, uh, all the best and safe travels, man. Appreciate you, boys. All right, buddy. Thanks. There you go, Bolt City Cap at the Bolt City Brigade again. Johnny's Tavern tomorrow night if you're uh, downtown Kansas City and the all inclusive Jags fan tailgate. Go check out the Bolt City Brigade social media sites for more specifics on all of that. All right, coming up next, uh, Tony, Dan Hicken has added uh, another volume to his songbook. Mm -hmm. This one about the Jags' trip to Kansas City. We'll uh, play that for you coming up on the other side, and we'll take a look at today's question of the day presented by Chad and Sandy Real Estate voting on the best play of the year for your Jacksonville Jaguars. This is Jaguars Today on 1010XL and 92.5 FM. Ain't nothing but against the party. All Jags, all NFL, Jaguars today on 1010XL. All right, the Chad and Sandy Real Estate, Jaguars today, question of the day. I'll read it in its entirety. I've taken to tweeting at 9.04 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I hope that one doesn't go sailing right over your head. I thought that was simple, (laughs) even for the guy on the text line earlier who thinks we talk about the Steelers all day. He should mm-hmm. be able to get that. So anyway, it's 9.04 a.m., and Doug Peterson needs a wheelbarrow to get around. Of course, that's to carry his Lombardi trophy. Mm-hmm. Perhaps other things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, the Jaguars Today question of the day asks you, which of these is the Jaguars play of the year so far? Because we, you know, we got three more games to choose from coming up. Mm-hmm. So we may redefine this, but for now, was it the Rayshon pick six walk off versus Dallas? Was it the sack fumble touchdown versus Tennessee that basically sealed that game? Was it Trevor's calling his own number on the two point conversion against the LA Chargers, or was it Travis Etienne's fourth and one run in that same game that set the Jags up to win in Super Wild Card Weekend? Et, why don't we start with you, sir? Why don't you give us? Uh, why don't we fire up the ten ten take and then you give us your vote and tell us why you think that's the play of the year? Ten 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 take. Now Mike Dempsey's ten ten take brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. Oh man, between all of these, 
I'm going to go with the good old Rayshon Jenkins pick six against the Cowboys. Because to me, with, with it, that started all of this with, 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 between all of these choices. And, again, that's the first time I've seen that stadium like that. All them cowboy, the, the cocky Cowboys fans doing all that. And then the way that, the way that we just sent them home. And – Rayshon probably had the best single-game performance, and that capped it off. So I'm going to go with Rayshon. That's a good one, all right. Uh, it's pulling about 20% of the vote right yeah. now. Uh, I think there's a good argument to be made for any of the four. you know. Uh, but my vote, if I had to pick one, is the Josh Allen sack fumble return against Tennessee. Right. Rayshon with the sack, Allen yeah. with the return. Yeah. Like, just what that meant for the city right in that moment to you're beating the Titans in a game where it looked like it was just all going to – evaporate right in front of your eyes, right, on your home field and to have that big a play and that big a moment, I think that's the one that in 20 years we'll still be talking about that fumble return. I think we'll be talking about several of these, honestly. Yeah. You know, depending – well, again, depending on how much success this year's team has, mm-hmm. ensuing year's teams have. We win a couple of Super Bowls in the next five years. We'll be talking on those an awful lot too. Uh, I'm with you though, Tone. The sack fumble touchdown versus Tennessee – you could have made the postseason, as it turns out, without the Rayshon pick six. If you lose to Dallas, right? Yep. Uh, you know, you still get in by beating Tennessee. That game seals your your fate in terms of winning the division, uh, knocks Tennessee out. You get a measure of revenge. Haven't swept them since 2005. Uh, I, would, I think the fans voted in the order that I would vote here. The sack fumble touchdown versus Tennessee, ETN's fourth and one run. If you get stuffed on that, what a, what a difference a week makes, right? I mean, we get a whole – we get house money, whatever you want to call it. We get a trip to Kansas City. Let's go. Let's throw it all out there, roll mm-hmm. the dice against the Chiefs. Um, the Jenkins pick six and then the Trevor two-pointer. So it went 52% going with the sack fumble uh, touchdown. ETN pulling 26%, uh, 19.5 for Jenkins pick six, and then Trevor's two-pointer uh, getting 2.7. Officially, Dan Hicken's Twitter account voted for that one because I knew it wasn't getting a lot of votes, <laughs> and he left it logged in. Uh, at work today. So I did two things with Dan. I, I acknowledged that he left it logged in and I, I that he hoped I would be nice to him. And I think I was because all I did was vote in the Twitter poll and then I logged him out. So, uh, E.T., speaking of Mr. Hicken, uh, he's got quite the songbook he's put together for the Jaguars over the years. This is the latest rendition with uh, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, and company making the trip to Kansas City. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here we come. Uh-huh. I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, teal and black, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. And the Jags are gonna win, the Jags are gonna win. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor sling the rock. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, you do it 16. What a throw. I'll be watching Trevor. Watching Trevor's blowing locks. Playing loose, just being yourself in Kansas City. With my number 16 jersey, oh, the how the Chiefs are going to talk. They're going to shut up, too. Well, I might take a train. I might take a plane. But if I have to walk. I'm going just the same. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Hopefully ride this momentum and use this juice this week in Kansas City. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout Duval when we won. Take it, Bruce! 
The defense is coming. It ain't the same team you just saw. No, 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 Patrick. Hey, Andy, Doug Peterson knows you. He knows you well. Y'all better get ready. Now, uh, defense is savage. Rayshon and Josh. Mahomes is gonna suck it. Chiefs get lost. I'm going to Kansas City. Kansas City, here we come. Gonna stop on down at Arrowhead and watch the Jaguars win us one. The Jags are gonna win it! Are you kidding me? Gonna spank the Chiefs at Arrowhead and watch them cry when it's done. Those are tears, real tears. Gonna cheer the Jags at Arrowhead and shout, Duval, when we won. All right, so there you have it. Uh, make your own judgments. I miss the heel tones. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> uh, have you looked up who sang that song originally? No. I'll give you a nickel if you can tell me. I have no idea. Uh, Matt Hayes, can you tell us who sang that song originally, going to Kansas uh, City? Bo Diddley. Bo Diddley. Um, and th- not the worst guess. Uh, E.T., any clue? No. Yeah, Fats Domino did that song. So, uh, uh, you know, not going to be surprising if uh, – Many members of Jaguar Nation do not recognize the tune. Let's just put it that way. But uh, there you have it, the latest offering from the Dan Hicken songbook as the Jaguars are off to Kansas City to hopefully defeat the Chiefs in the divisional round. Let's say hello to XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, Matt Hayes, uh, now that we've tested the depths of your musical knowledge, I feel like Bo Diddley, not terribly too far off Fats Domino. Similar genre. I'll tell you what, this is kind of a way off the path. John Lennon and Fats Domino were uh, tight. Were they now? Musically, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm guessing, all right, good for them. Yeah. You know? Fantastic. (laughs) I'm not even going to tell you what I was guessing. But uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I think we felt they had a great chance to beat Tennessee, we expect them to beat Tennessee, particularly after playing them the first time the way they did in Nashville. I think we expected them to beat the Chargers, or a lot of us did. Um, what is your level of confidence that they – I know we all think they can beat the Chiefs. What's your level of confidence that they will? I I think they can. The level of confidence that they will is probably sub-500. Yeah, me too. I, I, I mean, I don't think that's rare. I think that's kind of yeah. pretty much the majority. Yeah. They're going to need turnovers. But if you play, this game, protect. you play this game ten times, Jags are going to win it four, let's say, out of ten, right? Or maybe three, whatever. In Kansas City, yeah, three, four, it, one. Right. Yeah, yeah. So all it takes, though, is to be one of those times, right? You don't, you don't play it ten times. You play it one time. Kansas City can feel like we're the better team. I can't believe we lost to that team at the end. Uh, as long as they feel that way, I'm going to be happy. So I mean, this is why those three games that you blew, or even four, it's why they're important. Sure. It's why they're important. Sure. Uh, it does. It shows you as well the importance, though, of just winning your division yep. first and foremost, getting that home game, uh, you know, and putting yourself in this position, and then seeing what happens. But yeah, in future years, that's going to become more the standard. All right, let's win the division, great. great. But now, can we get ourselves in position to challenge for that buy, or at least you know have have a the cu- multiple home, home games? Yeah, yeah, right. That's so. next year. For me, that's next. year. I'm with you. The goal is you got to have the second round games got to be home game. Here, here's the and, and we don't need to worry about it right now. But uh, here's the reality: is who knows that the Jags will be as healthy as they were uh, this year, True. next year, right? Who knows what Tennessee does uh, at the quarterback position, for instance, or or any of these teams? And we saw the Jags turn it around very quickly. 
Uh, I hope that won't be the case for any other teams in the South. But uh, yeah, you know, who knows the impact of Calvin Ridley? Uh, right. Oh, absolutely. And who else they are able to sign yeah. or retain and draft and all these? Absolutely. I mean, there are. That's the thing. It's a mystery. We don't know, right? Uh, but uh, I like uh, I like the team with Doug Peterson and Trevor. I like Morris. the ascension right now. Yeah. The ascension is very good. What are you guys talking about today? Uh, we're doing Jags. All Jags. All, all the Jags. Time. All Jags all the time. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, any chance Jaden Rashada transfers to the Jags in the next You know what's amazing week to me? Or two. So I wrote about this today at Saturday Down South. So Bryce Young, who's been the best player in college football the last two years, and I don't think anybody can question that, he this past year had NIL deals that totaled $3.5 million. And if you believe what's out there in the crazy world of you know social media, which I don't, Florida was willing to pay this kid who's never stepped on campus $3.2 million a year. They're obviously willing to pay him something, you know, that uh, went haywire, but uh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, again, not our concern here. We got our quarterback. All we care about is just winning here. <laughs> Amen, baby. Let's just win a ball game, and let's have another good week of this. Matt, have a great show. All right, fellas. All right, all Jags all the time. Coming up on XL Primetime this afternoon. Tony Smith, got any plans today? No. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Sit back and think about the Jaguars. Yeah, no. Advancing. I got a show tonight uh, from 10 to midnight. I've been trying to spread that Jaguar gospel uh, mm-hmm. far and wide on Sirius XM uh, for the last few. It's nice to see some people jump on the bandwagon uh, along with us. You know, whatever. More the merrier. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. And uh, all right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks to uh, Mike DiRocco for spending a good chunk of time with us. Bold City Cap. Again, go to at uh, Bold City Brigade on any of your social media platforms to find out all the details. If you are making that trip into Kansas city and you want to hook up, why wouldn't you with uh, fellow Jaguar fans? That is the easiest way uh, to get all the details right there. And uh, for Tony, for ET, I'm Mike Dempsey. We'll be back at it again tomorrow on a keys to victory Friday with Tommy Mack spreading that good holiday cheer. Here we go. Uh, XL primetime coming up next on 1010 XL 92.5 FM. So guess what? 10, 10 is popping. And there won't be no stopping. Bang, bang, bang.